All right, welcome back everybody to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon, and this is our preview episode of the week. Uh, we are going to be talking about Michigan football and the Lions uh, as well, and we're going to just cut to the chase and jump right into things. <laughs> I didn't even allow Brandon to talk in the, in the, in the intro. I hey, like, I was good with it. Yeah, I was like, all right, let's just roll right through this. I was like, screw you. Do it. I don't want to listen to you. But I say that as I hand things over to you because we're going to start off talking about the Lions. <laughs> screw you. <laughs> ah, let off some Dean <laughs> Bennett. Uh, always a good time for a, a nice Arnold quote. Yes. Uh, yeah, this upcoming game, I uh, got the Lions taking on the Vikings Sunday at 1 o'clock. Uh, another division game. Um, this one is at Ford Field. Usually the Lions usually the Lions can, can handle the Vikings at home. Uh, you know, when they play in Minnesota, sometimes it's kind of a different story. Uh, Looking to see if the Lions can bounce back from the demoralizing loss they had Monday night. Uh, should be interesting. You know, the Vikings Vikings are a good team. You know, everybody in the division's pretty good. Uh, the Vikings have a pretty strong defense. You know, they got some... They got an aggressive defensive line. You know, they got Everson Griffin. Uh, they got Hunter. You know, two guys that can put some pressure on the quarterback. Um... You know, neither one of those guys is a is a stranger to sacking uh, Stafford. So it'll be interesting to see how our offensive line can hold up. Uh, on the back end, I mean, they have um, Xavier Rhodes, who's one of the better better defensive backs in the league. He'll likely be on Galladay. So, you know, Galladay, he's still going to get probably some of the catches, uh, you know, just because of how good he is at 50-50 balls. and you know, just his strength and his size. Um, you know, and on the other side of the ball, you know, they have Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's a little up and down. I mean, he kind of has been his whole career, and then the Vikings paid him way too much money. <laughs> <laughs> he's He's been up and down this year. Uh, you know, he's got some weapons to work with. Uh, last week, he played pretty well. Um you know, some of those weapons, Stefan Diggs had a huge game last week. He had a, like 140-some yards and three touchdowns. Dang. Uh, that's kind of like the first he showed up, I guess, this season. Uh, there was rumors that he was going to be traded. Traded uh, you know, to the Lions. <laughs> yeah, that would never happen. Um, yeah, there was rumors that he wanted out of Minnesota, um, you know, whether those had any truth to them, who knows. Um, but, you know, he had a big game last week. Uh, on the other side of the field, they have Adam Thielen. You know, he, all the guy does is catch passes. He just, he's always, like, in the right spot. He's got great hands. You know, he's got a fair amount of speed. He can make things happen. He runs great routes. Um, you know, just a solid receiver. He's been one of the better receivers in the league and kind of flies under the radar. 
Um, you know, so it's going to be it's going to be difficult for the Lions to line up against those two guys. Um, you know, just because of their ability and their quickness. Um, you know, tight end they they haven't really put much emphasis on tight end this year. You know, they got uh, Kyle Rudolph. You know, former Pro Bowler. He's good tight end. He hasn't really done much this year. He hasn't really had to do much this year. Uh, they also have Irv Smith Jr., who they took in the draft. Another good receiving tight end that you know just he hasn't had much work. Um, and again, like he hasn't really had to do much. Yeah. And probably the biggest part of the offense is Dalvin Cook. Uh, he. Last time I checked, he was second in the league in rushing yards. Uh, you know, the dude, he's hes fast. He's got great vision. Um, you know, he's quick. He makes quick cuts. And, you know, with the offensive line as decent as what the Vikings have, you know, he, he's definitely a guy that the Lions are going to have to focus on. He gets a bulk of the touches on the offense. So, you know, he's definitely a guy that is going to have a big impact in this game. And, you know, aside from him, they also have another running back who is a rookie who he, with a limited amount of touches he's had, he's made the most of them. And that's Anthony Madison. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was a guy I kind of watched in preseason, you know, for fantasy purposes, just, you know, in, in like a keeper or dynasty league. I actually have him on my team now. And, you know, Dalvin Cook kind of has a history of injuries. So, you know, if he goes down, they have Madison to come in. And Madison, he's a dynamic player as well. You know, a little bit similar to Dalvin Cook. Um, You know, maybe a little more durable, I guess. Um, Both can run, both can catch the ball. So, you know, he might be something else that, you know, the Vikings throw at the Lions to kind of throw them off. Um, you know, it's just another guy you have to prepare for. You know, and as far as the Lions matchup, uh, like I said, the Vikings have a good defense. So, I, it's going to be hard for the Lions to really get a lot out of the offense. Hopefully, we, we don't settle for field goals like we did against the Packers. Um, you know, if Stafford keeps playing the way he has been this season, we should be all right. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing if Hawkinson can bounce back. He did okay against the Packers. You know, he had that drop touchdown, but he had a bigger part in the offense than he has the last few weeks. Yeah, since he came back from his uh, injury. Yeah. And we got a few other guys, too, that were out with injury. Um, Quandre Diggs was still out with a back. Uh, or not, not a back, sorry. He, there's no word yet if he's going to be back or not. Um, interested to see what's going on there. Uh, Deshaun Hand, he's still out with a shoulder injury. He was a huge part of our defensive line last year. And, you know, they're kind of hurting. They, you know, they really need him to come back. He gets some good pressure on a quarterback. He's good against a run. Just a solid guy that you can move to pretty much any spot on the defensive line. So, 
you know, I'm not sure when they're expecting him to come back, but you know, sooner rather than later, I guess is what is what you're going to need. Um, yeah, and again, I mean, just to see if they can bounce back after that loss to the Packers. Yeah, I I think it. Well, I mean, this kind of is general with almost any team, but I mean, I think it'll be good to get back to Detroit, uh, play at home in front of the home crowd. Um, I mean, because I think the fans are going to be, you know, ticked. They're mm. going to be mad, not at the Lions, but, you know, just that um, they missed out on that the win last night. Yeah. So uh, I think it'll be a good atmosphere. I'm not overly impressed with the Vikings. Uh, I can't remember who I picked them to win the division or not. But, I mean, I know, like you were saying, they've got a lot of weapons. And uh, they're not terrible, but kind of inconsistent. And who knows with Kirk Cousins who's going to show up but or, you know, how his day is going to go. But yeah. I feel pretty comfortable with this one. Um, I'm really, really hoping um, that from uh, – mentality standpoint and you know just them kind of wanting to get uh well it's not payback because it's a different team but just kind of uh do a little bit of a statement um and exert their force against the team and i think they have the opportunity to do that so i'm optimistic for this one i know last episode we were saying that we still don't really know and understand the lines um but uh I don't know. I'm a little optimistic. Taking it game by game, as a season as a whole, I'm just kind of like, it's a fart in the wind. But uh, <laughs> for this game, I think there's some optimism to be had. Fart in the wind. Rock. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts or kind of uh, who you, if you think anybody's going to kind of have a better performance uh, coming up this weekend? Um, I, I really hope that, um, Carrie Ann Johnson bounces back a little bit. Um, you know, he really didn't do all that much against the Packers. You know, the Packers got one of the better defensive tackles on the league, so I can kind of understand. Uh, I'm just interested to see if he can have a better game than he did last week. And, you know, when he's running the ball, it's the less that Stafford has to do. You know, the less that Stafford has to do, the less chance of mistakes that we're going to have. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be a big part of the game. Yeah. Well, McKissick, man, like, I mean, sometimes. Um, yeah, McKissick, he's uh, he's big play potential. Um, yeah. Kind of a smaller guy, so he's, you know. He's got that home run potential, but I feel it's like when miss, I guess yeah he is. Um, I feel like when Carrion plays decent, McKissick can come in and you know put together a a few runs that kind of shock people. So yeah, and it's just you know the the differences in their style. Yeah, um, you know Carrion, he's a fast guy too. He's a quick guy. Um, but he also runs with a lot of power, and he's a he's a violent runner. Whereas McKissick is that guy who can just burn you with speed and agility. So, 
you know, it's kind of hard for a defense to adapt sometimes to that. Speed in space? Ugh. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Perfect transition? Oof. You're on a crappy roll tra- lately. Crappy transition? Yeah. Speaking oh. of speed in space, uh, I guess we can't talk about Michigan football then. Because that doesn't exist. <laughs> Somebody said um, it actually makes sense because once you're in space, you move pretty slow. <laughs> yes, I saw that. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, uh, that was- so props to whoever said that. I can't remember who it was. It's one of the many people on Twitter that I follow who are a Michigan fan. Yes, well done. That, that was a pretty good one. All right. Penn State. So this is going to be number 60 Michigan, who did not move up in the polls, uh, unlike uh, what Stephen predicted. I mean, I I, I get both viewpoints. Uh, I mean, Michigan had uh, ugly performance against Illinois, so them sitting in the same spot isn't all too shocking. But they are 16 once again on the road at night playing against Penn State in a whiteout, uh, 7.30 p.m. on ABC um, Penn State is favored by eight and a half points over under is 45 and a half. Uh, totally agree with Steven. You know, anybody can lose anywhere. Don't care if people want to freak out about it. Good job. I am not, I, I'm going to repeat what I said on Twitter and actually it was a lot more popular than I ever thought it was going to be. Uh, apparently some people think I'm smart or actually can say one good thing a year. Um, <laughs> I am not worried about Penn State. Like Steven said in the voicemail, you know, Penn State is beatable. I agree. Yeah. Um, I am worried about Michigan because there has been nothing that Michigan has shown together as a whole in one game that says that they're going to win this game. Now, they have done stuff a little bit in every game, like some games, like just a tiny little bit, other games for a majority of the game that shows that they have the ability to do it, but they need to put it all together. Michigan needs to be productive enough on offense. Doesn't have to be flashy. Doesn't have to be like scoring every time, but just productive enough, keep their defense off the field enough to get them rested. They need to not shoot themselves in the foot with turnovers. They need to not hurt themselves with penalties and, uh, if the defense that played against Iowa shows up, I mean, they will be able to ball out this game. But, I mean, that's going to be tough to replicate that performance. I think that they can do uh, really well, but that was a excellent defense performance that game. So there are a lot of things in there, and I recognize there are a lot of ifs. So the only thing is, like I said, they have not shown anything to say uh to make us think that they're going to pull it all together for this coming Saturday. Um mm-hmm. especially their two road games which are their two worst performances in my opinion, uh Wisconsin and Illinois. I mean, I know they won 42 to 25 against Illinois, but still it was Illinois and they allowed a 25 to nothing um scoring spree mm-hmm. by Illinois. And the um, and the score was kind of misleading as well because that game was closer than what the score was. Yes. It yeah, absolutely. Um a couple of things, quick comparisons for Michigan Penn State. Both of them uh played Iowa 
Um, Penn State played Iowa on the road at night, and Michigan played them at home during the day. Uh, Michigan won 10-3. Penn State won 17-12. Low-scoring games, defensive battles. Um, third down conversion, Michigan went 3-for-13, 23%, and then Penn State was 10-for-19, 53%. Um, take that for what it's worth. Uh, total yards was pretty even. Michigan 267, Penn State 294. Um, passing, Michigan went 14 for 26, Penn State 12 for 24. Huh. Uh, rushing yards, Michigan actually averaged 3.6 yards and Penn State 3.3. So nothing huge, drastic difference there uh, between those performances much. Um, overall, Penn State has been averaging 42 points a game while holding their opponents to just over eight points a game. Michigan is just cracking 30 points a game and their opponents averaging 17 and a half. So rough there. Um, to do uh, red zone efficiency. Penn State is 96% and Michigan is 72.4%. Probably the scariest number, and the last one I'm going to share right now, is that Penn State is plus three in the turnover margin. Michigan is minus one. Penn State has six total turnovers. That is in six games. That is one turnover a game. Michigan has 13 turnovers. In the Between the Army and Wisconsin games, there were seven turnovers by Michigan in just two games. That is more than Penn State has had the entire season thus far. Good for them. <laughs> um, so, see, not, not a lot of good things here <laughs> to be sharing. Um, a couple of players just to watch out for. Um, Gross Mattis. Sorry, butchering names. And uh, Tony. Both defensive linemen, uh, junior and senior, uh, they are the sack leaders. You're going to probably be hearing their names a lot Saturday night. Um, Parsons and Brooks are the sophomore and junior linebackers um, who have a lot of the tackles for the team. Uh, their quarterback is Clifford, and he is a junior quarterback, and he's actually um, favoring Hamler who's got five touchdowns and 26 targets for the team. That's 12 more targets than the next player. So uh, Hamler is going to be a main target for him. So definitely be putting um, uh, one of the best defensive players on him. Maybe uh, Thomas will be guarding him. Um, so the quarterback has 64% completion uh, with 13 touchdowns, two interceptions this season. And their running back is Noah Kane, a freshman, and he's leading the group of running backs. And then the next leading rusher is the quarterback. So watch out. The dude's mobile. And that's some numbers and information there for that. Um, yeah, your thoughts? Any thoughts, Brandon? Man, you basically said all that I had. <laughs> yeah you know i had uh clifford you always know, dual threat quarterback um can hurt you through the air and on the ground penn state they've, they've kind of had that a lot lately i feel like um and then kj hamler like you mentioned he's their top receiver um had some huge games this year 
Um, you know, in Penn State, like I said, they're a little hard to figure out as well. You know, you know who are they? Are they the team that killed Maryland? Or are they the team that struggled against Iowa? Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you said, that was at Iowa. Um, and, you know, that's always a hard place to play. But you know what? Beaver Stadium's a hard place to play, too. So, yeah. Um, not saying that Michigan can't beat them. I'm just going to say, you know, it's not going to be the easiest game, I guess. They are beatable. But, you know, well, that atmosphere, that's a huge stadium. I mean, it's almost as big as the big house. So. Yeah. Well, for a team that we have week in and week out talked about their mental struggles, that's mm-hmm. not a good place for them to play. Like, I don't I don't care that it's the stadium and everything and at night, you know, and everything. But just the fact that this team has struggled mentally, that's the problem. Not the stadium. The mentality of the team. So, and that's the same, that's kind of the same thing as I was saying, Penn state's not the problem. Michigan's the problem. The stadium's not the problem. The mentality of the team's the problem. Everything like people want to be like, oh, well, Penn state, this Penn state, that no, it's like, it doesn't matter what Penn state does. Penn state can play their best game. Penn state can play their uh, worst game. Michigan it's been so inconsistent. Nobody knows what they're going to get. So uh, it, it comes down to them. And so it's just like, who, who really knows? I, they, the, uh, like I said, they've shown no consistency and nothing to say for anybody to come in there and say, Oh, we know that this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to say, you know, that they're going to turn over the ball because that's probably the only consistent thing that they've done. <laughs> Yeah, this is true. So, yeah. But uh, a- any general thoughts or anything? Or uh, I don't think so. Um, just going to be a, an interesting game. Not, I'm not a big fan of night games. Um, not because I think it's like hard to win at night. It's just I just don't like watching night games. I guess. Yeah, I think it actually works out good for me this week. I've got something going on Saturday. so. Oh, my God. Who cares? Oh, my gosh. Everybody cares. That's why they're listening to me. They're here for me. Me. <laughs> Not for you. Oh, Ferguson. Gosh. Uh, no, just kidding. I'm, I'm not that uh, egocentric. But, um, yeah. Anyways, I, I'm I was worried for a little bit that I might miss the game, but then I realized I should be done by seven. So fingers crossed, I won't miss the game. Anyways, not that that's a big point. Are you ready to jump into predictions then? I guess. Yeah, let's roll. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So we talked about the lines first. So then that brings us to the fact that the lines are the underdog at negative one. Oh my gosh. And the over-under is 45 and a half. Brandon Lyons, the home team, what are your thoughts? I think the Lions are going to win. Oh, I my God. I have the winning 23 to 21 over the Vikings. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
All right, so then that would mean uh, you have them covering, and that would be under. under, under, under. All right, well, I am going to go crazy here as I spread things out a little bit more, saying that the Lions will also win. <laughs> but I have them 26 to 17. Controversy. So lines win, cover, and the under. Rock. Boom. Goes All the right. dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite. All right. Then that takes us to Michigan and the un- another underdog, as we mentioned. Uh, number 16 playing number, what was their stupid number? Seven. Okay. <laughs> um, they are eight and a half point underdogs. The over under is also 45 and a half. So I will go ahead and uh, kick this one off. Like I said, uh, I don't care where they play. Penn State's beatable, but Michigan is super inconsistent. I say that, and I am like week in and week out. I've it, it's just and this this has been the sh- the mantra of this show for both teams, Michigan and the Lions. Show me, don't tell me. It's been uh, so, so tired of it, especially after that, you know, I mean, what, I don't even know what you call that, what happened against Illinois. Um, So the inconsistency, show me, don't tell me. I have seen nothing, and I don't believe that they are going to be able to put it together. If, so there's Penn State this week, then it's Notre Dame uh, after that. If, Harbaugh can somehow figure out how to fix the mentality of this team, how to get them focused, how to get them disciplined, how to limit the turnovers. It might be two of the more impressive back-to-back wins for him uh, as his coaching tenure. Uh, Two night games, one on the road, one at home, both against top 10 teams. I don't think it's going to happen, though. This weekend. I don't think it's going to start this weekend. And it doesn't look good for the following weekend. Uh, I will be super surprised if somehow between the Illinois debacle and this coming Saturday, they figure it out. And so I, and as we said, mentality of this team has been an issue. They cannot bounce back from adversity very well. So I am predicting that they are going to struggle that the struggle is going, uh, the struggle on offense is going to impact the defense, and it is going to crumble, and it is not going to be pretty. I I don't like saying it, but I mean that's that's what this team has shown us. Yep. So my prediction is going to be a loss for Michigan, thirty-one to ten. Penn State wins. Another yeah. one of those stupid slap to the face, oh, a wake up call, as they say, as was the Ohio State game, as was the Florida game, as was the Wisconsin game, as will be this game to what I'm predicting. And it's like, how many of these do you need? What's it going to news. take? <laughs> yeah. So that that is my prediction. 31 to 10. Michigan loses. They do not cover and is under the total points. Brandon, what do you got? Uh, I got kind of a similar score. Um, oh gosh, you're such a copycat. 
I, like I said, I think Michigan can win. Do I think they're going to? No. Um, things they haven't shown me. They haven't shown me that the defense can bounce back. Um, you know, against good teams. I mean, they bounce back against Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, if it showed me that they can defend a slant or a crossing pattern, um, definitely not against Ohio State last year. Even against Illinois um, last week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just that was that, that would be all I would run against this defense. Yeah, just do it all dink and dunk all the way down the field. Um, you know, and the offense is so wildly inconsistent. Um, I just, I can't see Michigan getting it together, like you said. And that's why I have Penn State winning 24 uh, to 13. All right. All right. So does not cover and the under. Wait. Actually, no, I'm sorry. No, that's right. Okay. All right. The controversy. I mean, hey, you know, I am. I will be more than happy for Michigan to prove me wrong. I've said it a couple times. You know, if people mm-hmm. want to point the finger at me and laugh afterwards, if Michigan wins, I'll be like, hey. I don't care. Cool. Great. Even if it's a clo- uh, if I'm wrong and it's actually a closer game than I say. Cool. But I just am predicting the loss. Anyways. Yeah. Um, locks of the week. Uh, I got the Big Ten. Brandon, I'm not sure if you uh, looked at them ahead of time. Yeah. Okay. I got NFL. Go. Okay. Yep. Um, for the Big Ten, I was torn between... Wisconsin covering and Iowa not covering. I think I think I'm going to go with Iowa not covering. Okay. So Iowa does not cover the 18 and a half point spread against Purdue. I think it'll be like maybe a 14 point game or something, but 18 and a half seems a little high. Brandon, what do you got for the NFL? Um, so right now the Eagles are a two and a half point underdog to the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys were absolutely terrible last week, bad the week before, and the Eagles are kind of trending in the opposite direction. So I think that the Eagles are going to win that game. Okay. Okay. So Cowboys do not cover two and a half versus the Eagles. Rock. Got it. All right. That brings us to our closing segments of questions of the week. Uh, So Michigan question of the week coming at you hot off the presses. Uh, I don't know if we've done many defensive questions. So we got a defensive question here for you this week. Will Michigan have more sacks Saturday night than Penn State? I will start off and predict with the answer no. Mr. Brandon, what you got? I will also say no. All right. What, uh, you got a question then for us for the lines? 
Yeah. Um, will on Johnson have more rushing yards than Delvin Cook? And I will say no. Ooh, that's a that's a pretty good one. Um, I am going to go out on a limb and say yes. Whoa! Crazy shock and awe. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really should uh, use the sounds maybe a little bit more so it's not so random when they're used. <laughs> Uh, what is I this? like it. <laughs> what? I didn't like any of that. <laughs> all right, there you go. Questions of the week, predictions, and all that good stuff. We talk on Twitter regularly. We've got our Facebook page, the Blue Brothers Sportscast. We share things on there and chat as well. Um, so feel free to follow us on Twitter and on Facebook to keep up to date with everything. We appreciate you all listening in. We hope for a good weekend of football. Uh, Don't forget, uh, we do have our Blue Bros 2, which is all things not sports-related that we talk about. Uh, Something new that we're doing this year, kind of experimenting with it. We're going to see how things go moving forward and uh, maybe talk more about it and see what to do after the season ends. Should be pretty interesting. Uh, But those episodes usually come out Friday. And this week is topic, Brandon. It is um, our favorite horror movies and horror related video games. Oh, yeah. So that will be this week. And we do movie reviews and things like that. So it's October. And so it's mostly... All things scary. Spooky. It's a spooky. Uh, And with that, I think I'm good. You good? I am great. Uh, Better than you. Yeah. Well, I am Caleb. That was Brandon. And hopefully we will be watching competent football this weekend. Uh, We will see and we will discuss next week. Whatever you do this weekend, we hope that you enjoy it. Have fun. Hopefully you have some time off. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. And until next time, go blue. Go blue.